is a good business. Because flowers, what? They're going to wilt and die. And you have, what, buy some new flowers. Now, I, know, I know many of us men, we give flowers and hope that our wife or girlfriend and our loved one will take care of them. But we all know what's going to happen. Those flowers were what? Cut? And, and for that wife, girlfriend, loved one, they got to cut it some more. That's some work they got to do. The easy thing for me to do is come back that next week or that next date night or that next holiday bounce. And we all know anniversaries and holidays and Valentine's Day, that is not men's day. Your men's day is Christmas and your birthday. That's a good day if you got that. But it's for us, for them. So you continue to go through the other day, da 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 da. On Father's Day, we get tired. We don't want tired, but we get tired. But on Mother's Day, for getting flowers, boy, you're going to break your pocket. On Valentine's Day, you're going to break your pocket trying to buy some flowers. Why? Because they know flowers are going to be given on that day. Because flowers bring about some kind of good news, a refreshing, something new. But when we get our first day, flowers at the funeral is really worth it. And understand, that even is a big business. But even when you look at funeral flowers versus the flowers that Kelly got up that you all get, it's different, isn't it? No flowers at the funeral, it looks like it's going to be easy. It looks like, who really wants some flowers? You really want these funeral flowers, I mean those, uh, the real flowers. And so we get to bring them flowers today. Let's go into 2 Corinthians chapter 5, start at verse 16. Chapter 5, start at verse 16. It says, Therefore, from now, we now recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we were known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. We read that verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a Christian. And why, why are you even bringing forth? This is our reason in my series. You know, think about bringing flowers today. Many of us have held on to witnessing and telling somebody about Christ. We just kind of held back. We don't want to tell them. We don't want to invite them to church. Well, you know, I don't know. But we just got to die. And I don't know. We got to die. We got to die. So we make all excuses of why not give them this so-called gift. Because the truth is, we were all born sick, sick to death. We were all born conceived in this sickness, this sin, this iniquity. We were all born in sickness. We were all sick. And you know what? Just like us, a lot of us men, a lot of us who grew up, we all love when mama took care of us. Isn't that right? We all love when mama, so a lot of us men, we transitioned to our wife and wanted us to be taken care of because that's how our mama that's how I'm going to do it. But the truth of the matter of it, of the truth is this, that when you were a child, you were so sick, you didn't feel like you could help yourself. You had tried, but you couldn't help yourself. And for some reason and somehow, no one knew the prescription of how to get you with. Well, the truth is that we have a prescription that many of us are holding in our back pocket. Do people know that you're a Christian? Do people know that Christ is in your life? Do people know that? Now we always talk about, oh, I, I love my lifestyle. I have a Jesus fish on the back of my car. Nice thing Christian songs, I know perfect. But is that really? Because I'm telling you, on that 4.5, I 
your song, but I can hear a let you down too. So that doesn't mean because you know a couple songs, you Christian. Do people know that you have a relationship with Christ? Now understand, when I pull out my left hand, now my left hand is a wedding ring. And if I took it off, it's so tan on my skin that what? You can tell something, something on, something got on him. Now I might need to back up a little bit. Because he got a wedding ring. There's something, you know I got some type of relationship. What about you can show out to others that you have a relationship with Christ? And so that's the first point. We were sick. The second point is that, so if people know that you're Christian, why do they not? Because how you act? Is it the negative aspect of when a Christian is? Oh, I think, oh, oh, you might not do that around me. Is it like that? Or is it this? That you are sharing the gospel. And when somebody is talking about you need some help, you are ready to help. If somebody's talking about they need some need, you ready to give me. If somebody's talking about church, you ready to invite them to church. If somebody's talking about you need some counsel, you ready to tell them about your pastor or somebody who can give them some Christian counsel. Are you that type of Christian? Because this is the thing. When you talk to some people at your job, do they know you're married? Do they know you're in a relationship? Some of us get so quiet because, you know, in the back of that mind, we're like, I don't want everybody to know I'm married. Because they have to just kind of act Right? If some other man really get to it, you know, it might be that little nice little, you know, if you have a nice relationship at work. It ain't gone too far in your mind, but you know, it's almost like you're in a dream world that you my work wife. <laughs> your work wife is gone to another level. We go to lunch together, we train here. We just don't do all the other wife stuff. But she my work wife. Everybody thinks, like, we bond up. But well, the truth is, the people know that you have a relationship. Because what should happen, what should happen is, I should say, if somebody should ask me on Monday, how did your weekend go? Because on Friday, I told them, well, no, Thursday, I told them, I'm taking off early on Friday. Because I'm about to make some plans for the weekend. And I said, I hope you things don't go far enough, because I got two anniversary days. I don't need no more anniversary days. <laughs> Well, I said, I got a relationship that produced, that has produced some fruit. So I had a relationship that produced some fruit. Do you tell people about your relationship with Christ that has produced fruit? What do I mean by that? I have been some jacked up men. And Christ Jesus is the one that freed me. Now I had some addiction in my past. And no matter if it was smoking, if it was drugs, if it was alcohol, if you had too much anger problems, whatever it was, do people know about your story because you say, you know what, I'm on Friday, I might take off because I just want to praise a little bit. So I got my little time, I might take off. But Sunday morning, I'm going to church. What am I going to do at church? I'm about to praise the Lord because you know, he's been doing some good work in me. Not because of me, but in spite of me. Yet when I was a sinner, he died for me. My righteousness is that what? Filthy rag. But my Lord, my Lord shed his blood for me. He cleansed me. So I might take off a little bit on Friday. Flex my time. Because I know you don't want to get me no time. I'm going to flex my time. Because I'm getting ready for Sunday. Does anybody in the job know about that about you? See, that's what I'm talking about. Your relationship. No one at my job can say, I think Mark might be sick. 
No one at my job thinks Mark does not have children. No one at my job, because you know what? We have to be transparent. We have to be transparent. Too many of us think the Christian life is about me hiding my stuff. Being a fortune like uh, a lifestyle. Understand. I'm saying, tell your business. Don't be silly about it, but tell your business. Tell your business with intention. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't be reckless about it. Some of us will talk anything. We'll say anything. But be intentional about your relationship and intentional about your tongue. Whatever flows at your mouth should have had a purpose before it came out. Okay. So we were all sick. Now, when you go to a, a, a good place, you know, if you got a, a good doctor for your, your boy, a good pediatrician, when you tell others about this doctor, this is the fuck, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. You have been at a good restaurant. You want to tell others when they bring up our restaurant. Well, I went to so much stuff. Some of us know about Sweet Georgia Brown. You want that good or bad. You want to tell them, I went to Sweet Georgia Brown and this is how I feel. I went to Sweet Georgia Brown and this is how I feel. Many of us, McDonald's is as popular because of word of mouth than it is just by the logo. The logo the triple M lets you know, oh, that's McDonald's. It's an arch. But there's a word of mouth. There's a brand because you know what? I know what I'm going to get at McDonald's. Sometimes when you go to Pookie House, he don't cook the chicken or the hamburger right, right? It ain't always going to be the same thing. But at McDonald's, you know that Big Mac? It's going to be that Big Mac. That strawberry soda? It's going to be that strawberry soda. Them french fries? It's going to be them french fries. That's why we keep going back. When you look at your Christian life, when you look at your Christian life, are you doing a word of mouth? Because we already know the brand. They see the cross, they go, oh, that's Christ. That's Christian. I see, I see the cross. But is there a word of mouth that you associate with it? When you have the job, do you invite people? Do we have a culture in our life that we invite people to church? Now, I'm talking about the job. And let's talk about when you at Walmart. When you at Walmart, you see somebody? Do you pull out? Many of us, we are at these places and we isolate ourselves. And Christ is not called us isolation. This is a big, this is a big myth here. That we are Christians, so therefore I am sanctified, so therefore I'm not talking about. Christ himself said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. He said that. You don't have to put it on Paul. You don't have to put it on Peter. It came out of his mouth. I don't want you to be in Jerusalem. I want you to be in Judea, I want you to be in Samaria, and in the uttermost part. You go to the ends of the earth. You want to start at the house. We're going to go to the ends of the earth. I don't care we're in Africa, I don't care we're in Russia, I don't care where we are, but we're going to spread Christ. So is there a word of mouth that you said? Because we'll be ready to talk about this next. We'll be ready to talk about that. And, and, and the reason why I said bring them proud today. As some of y'all know, King Craig died the other day, 63 years old. A gentleman on my street saw him last week. He's a DJ over Kiss FM. Saw this gentleman last week, 42 years old. Died last Sunday on a motorcycle accident on I was planning to invite him to church. Well, I'm going to get to you. Like I'm feeling him up. I'll make an excuse why I haven't invited him. 
I said, well, I invited everybody else, but I did not invite the man right across Sometimes we would talk to strangers who are very strange to us and folks that may be appointed right across the Known that gentleman for almost all my life. And he's now who was funeral was at Golden Gate. And my, many times we hear about a funeral at funeral home. And so, so it, it is a little bit of guilt. And the Lord says, we have to go out and spread that word. He's not asking you to go save anybody, because you can't. That's the Lord's business. He said, your business is to lay things that will blossom in the south. So let me work on the block. All you got to do is lay the seed. Sometimes it's going to be hard rock. Sometimes it's going to be fertile. Sometimes it's going to be thorny. But I didn't ask you to worry about the ground. I asked you to worry about the throwing of the seed. I didn't ask you how it will be planted. Let me work. Too many times we try to get in God's business and not trying to stand our own thing. It's like you going to your job and you trying to tell the boss what to do. You better sit your butt down and get fired. I can't even have that church. You get fired in church. You can't. You get the motive. You sit somewhere else. If you don't like it, you go to another church. You let, because you want to smile lane. There's a big pastor lane. There's some other little lane. But on the little lane, pastor lane here. Pastor now the lane. You got to know your lane. For me, we're trying to get everybody else's lane. We're trying to tell everybody else what to do. One time I tried to do that with my dad. My dad said, Are you my dad? You got my dad here? I'm taking my son. I think I need to sit down. I said, I'm going to sit down. But I, I heard what you just said. I'm not going to get it. Meantime, we want to be God's God. God don't have a God. He's out and Omega. He's beginning and end. And so he is the one that made me what? A new creature. I was sick. I was sick. But then he said, he made me a new creature. What did that mean? I, he gave me a cure. Because this is what God said. He said the church is supposed to be about equipping us as the saints, those who are Christians, making us stronger. Da, 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 stuff. But one thing that we have dropped the ball on, we are supposed to evangelize. We are supposed to spread the gospel. We are supposed to say plainly, plainly, that you are a sinner and that Jesus Christ came on this earth, came down from heaven and wrapped himself in humanity. To die for me and you. He spent 33 years on a guilty charge that was not his charge. He was innocent, born innocent. When he wrapped himself in humanity for this one cause, to die for us, yeah. then even though he did not have a sin, that he would put all the sins on, the, on himself. Yeah. He got on that cross. Yeah. He took the stripes on his back yeah. so that we may be healed. Yeah. He fulfilled all prophecy. Then he got in a grave. He, he was in forsaken with all the folks that loved him. They did not understand. You can even talk about his own mama to understand. He went through. But he went in that tomb. And he left my sins in that tomb. Yeah. He didn't have the body tomb. He said, it's going to be a Bible tomb. Yeah. He didn't have to rent to own because he only did it three days. Yeah. And rent to own had to do with early termination. He didn't need the early termination because he knew the determination of what he was going to do. All right. And so three days later, he got up with all power. Yeah. With all power. Yeah. He got up on that Sunday morning with all power. Yeah. And because he lives, I live. If I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, my Lord, and the thing is, it's not me trying to turn away from drugs. No. It's not me trying to turn away from my anger. No. The original sin that 
that you got a problem with is that you have turned your back to God. You, and he's saying, I finally want to turn myself to you, Lord. Because this is the thing. So many times we want to come to church free. And God said, I want you to come to church up. Let me do the work. Don't you try to come to church in your three-piece suit. Come to church in, your, in the stuff you had that hand club. And let me clean it up. Come to, come to church in the what you were walking the streets with. Come to church because let me do the work. Would you go to the doctor's office when you say, well, this is all my medicine. This is why I've been documenting. I want to clean it up. No. You go to the emergency room because you said, I'm jacked up. I think I might die. Can I get some help? When you have come to Christ, you finally have figured it out. You finally have figured it out, as the little girl said. I've been trying to tie my shoe, Dad. I've been trying to tie my shoe, but I can't. We have been trying to save ourselves over and over again. Well, if I do this, then I'll have this. If I do that, and God says, no matter what you do, no matter how much work you put in, you can't overcome the sin. That's not the amount of work you can do. We've been trying this. And the only thing that will get us to him, the only thing that will reconcile, I mean, put us back together, yeah. is only Jesus. Right. We have to accept him as my Lord and So I'm telling you, if you at your worst work, maybe that ain't been doing right. You know you, you know you've known many me. You know you have been last night smoking. You know, last night or even this morning, you've been drinking. You know, you have been having all your anger problems. You know, you are selfish to the team. But you know in your heart, I need Jesus because I cannot work any of this. I need Jesus because I know most importantly, I have turned my back on him. Lord, today, I'm ready to repent. I'm ready to turn around to you, Lord. Not focus on myself, but focus on you and let your light shine through me. Let, let your Holy Spirit dwell me. Let, let all that that witness you take control of my mess. Yeah. And out of my mess, Lord, you say you'll make a miracle. Yeah. Out of my hot trash, nasty, smelly, you can name the list of all my junk. Yeah. I make excuses for everything person. You say, Lord, I will take a spot and wrinkle. I will take care of the external and the internal, and I will present you. This place, I will present you before my Father Hallelujah. Not because of me, Lord, yeah. but because of your work. Yeah. Yeah. So we take that hot trash mess, that smell like a nasty fish on a hot day. <laughs> Been out there for three days, man. And he says, you want to smell like spring That's what the Lord That's what the Lord does. So why not share that fear? We know it. We've been some jacked up stuff. And it's alright to tell others, I'm still struggling. See, that's the thing that we, we fail to tell in the cure line. I'm still struggling. Some of us that accept Christ, I can hold it. I, I, I only listen to TVN and, and, and I only listen to Heaven 97 now. I, I don't know all about that unholiness. And I don't even listen to uh, sports radio. I just, I just listen to Jesus. <laughs> because it's just Jesus all day long. But when so John just fired and now he's going to cuss us off. Whoa! I thought it was a brother holy cuss. No. No. Tell folks you still struggle. Because I don't know about you, but I got my struggle. I got my struggle. Better than hamburgers come up. Love. Love. 
the good hamburger, you know, them old school, the blonde and freaky hamburger. That's the real hamburger. And God ain't got that corny yet. But the one that got the bun all greased up, you put it there and you got it greased up. I want everywhere. That's a good hamburger. Let that come by. Let a good egg roll come by my way. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Let a good orange grape or strawberry soda stand by my way with a little bit of ice. <laughs> or let someone talk to me crazy about how we can't make South Dallas better. I'm about to get right. I'm about to get right with you. I'm struggling. But what am I telling you? We have struggle. We got to tell people. My God is taking me here, and I'm in the midst of a makeover. I'm in the midst of getting made right. I'm in the midst of, of the Lord working on me. I'm in the midst. I'm not where I should be yet, but I am better than what I was. See, that's what we have to do. Meantime, we want to avoid the conversation. So you want to avoid telling somebody how to get on get the opposite death row because they don't they don't feel right. I, I don't want I don't want to look at you differently. Why not? Why not look at you differently? I hope someone will look at my child and say, that's a real child. They should be different. They are different. They're going to have their struggle, but because their friends raise them a certain way, they should be different. Because I'm a child of God, I should be different. Yeah. Are we willing? Now I want you to understand what Paul, Paul was so willing that he wanted everyone to say that he was willing to give up his eternal state, his eternal state with God, so that his brother, the Jewish brother, and the Gentiles would be saved. He said, I will give up my life, my eternal life, and be in a pit of hell forever. And that means the whole world can say. Now, I'm not that deep. I'm struggling with that all. But are, are we even willing to lose a paycheck? Because it goes back to, I'm going back to the queue. It goes back, if I'm willing to lose that paycheck, you will have no faith that God will give me nothing. Paul said, I was willing to lose it. You know, everything I'm saying, I'm willing to sacrifice my son. So he always said, I have to say my son, God will bring him back. See, I have faith that God will do something. Many of us will say, I'm going to be a Sunday morning Christian. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like the doctor who, if your insurance is not right, I can't see you. I'm sorry, it's important. I can't see you. So, so that good medicine, you can't get it. Some of us are like that. If they don't, if, if, if this is going to cost me too much, sorry, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I want to be quiet. And I'm not telling you move with recklessness. I'm telling you move with intention. See, when we start moving with the intention of Christ, we start doing things very differently. When someone talks to us about the Lord and, and, and want to talk about that, we move with intention. And we always got to be, be wary or be on the lookout. So you have some folks that may be a Christian at your job, they tell you that, but they might get practical not to. They won't be a Christian. I go to church. They don't mean anything. Here is, have I said that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior? That means he saved me from the city of hell. But my Lord, that means he is controlling my life. That means he is guiding me in my life. That means I have submitted my life. He's my Lord. We get so off the cure. We get so off the cure that if so many people die, people are dying every day. They have died. There are people in hell right now because they didn't hear the cure. We didn't share the cure. 
They are gone and buried and gone away. Pity of hell forever. Working about that is not the fire, but that you won't have Jesus Christ. You won't have God with you forever. You have not experienced a day on this side without God. Even those who are lost have never experienced a day without God. But in the hell you will. And so we come in a cure. So therefore, if anyone in Christ is a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us, God himself, reconciled himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to him, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. God is calling us. He called us at his own expense. He gave up his son so that you I don't know about you. No. I think it's it. So, when we get to, you are ambassador. So, 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 an ambassador is someone who should be representing the kingdom that he that he is representing. The word behind ambassador, I like the rest of the folks in the other countries. If you were an American ambassador, you should be in Russia talking about America today. You're supposed to be talking for America. Because how you be an ambassador? An ambassador is also representative. They are physical representative of the kingdom that's far away. They are the representative to that country. So when an American ambassador walks into Russia, and that American ambassador gets shot by a Russian police or whomever, that's almost like declaring war. That's why Benghazi and all that stuff was important. They went after an ambassador. Who was that? Who, who attacked America? Now going back, we are supposed to be an ambassador. For Christ said, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God was pleading through us, we employ you on Christ's behalf. There was a, a young girl who said, Mama, the preacher said, God is bigger than us. She said, yes. She said, well, Mama, the preacher said, when we accept Christ, God is in us. She said, yes. Well, if God is bigger than us, and if God is going to be in us, shouldn't God show through us? Many of us have made our God so small, not even a fleet God should be bigger than us, but he should be in our heart when we accept Christ. He should be shining through you. And so I am an ambassador for Christ. Well, what does that mean? i got to get my mind right. Now, is the best always going to be correct, going to be the best? You won't, like I told you, you won't just know. And, that, and tell people, that's all right, because this life of Christ does not stop when I accept Christ. It is a journey. I'm in a process of sanctification. I ain't been sanctified. I ain't been hyped sanctified. I am in a process. Many of us hate the process, but God's saying, just like you ironing your shirt, you go through a process of that shirt being ironed. You had to start it. You had to leave it a little bit. And then you put the hot iron on it, 
and then you got to put it across there, nice and slow. But when we do that fast ironing, you, got, you didn't do anything. The shirt still went. But when we go through the process, you're going to see something that was wrinkled and messed up, now being nice and stiff and right. We go through a process that I became an ambassador when I accepted Jesus Christ. I did not know everything to say. I didn't know everything to say and tell somebody how, how good God been to me. But understand, as we get in our word, as we pray, as we go to church, as we start studying more and more, we're going through this process of wrong. Just like a baby. You can kill a baby you that baby just on me. That baby four years old never had any kind of proof. Or that's how crazy don't play. So you have to so the baby's going to yeah, I know you can, but you know it's going to be all right. <laughs> That's how crazy, right? But some of us have been from similar Christians. We've been similar for 20, 30, some of 50 years. Some of us as pastors haven't pushed our congregation to get off similar people. You like some crazy. It's kind of crazy that, that I have a child who's 10 years old sit on similar it sounds crazy that I've been passing in my church for 20 years to Similac. Why you say, why you say, why am I Similac? If all you really preachers, Jesus, 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 that's all that was the whole church. I'm Similac. I'm Similac. When we get to Bible study, Jesus is there. Well, perhaps I got an issue with Jesus there. I'm Similac. And when you got an issue, you come to me after we'll pray about it. I simulate you. That's all I say. I don't even pray with you. I don't even stay with you. I don't even cry with you. I don't even mourn with you. I'm going to pray about you. I simulate you. We've been doing some simulacking for a long time. Simulacking all on TV. Feel good. Make it feel good. Because you get a little bit of milk, you think you're doing all right. You don't know. Because you haven't pursued outside the milk. So you've been just simulacking. But God said for us as ambassadors, we are supposed to be a representative of Christ Jesus. He wants us to go through the process. He wants us to go from the civil life to the broom and all that good, rounded up fruit. And he wants us to get on this good meat. Now, when you're going through the struggles of life, you understand, God's not allowing you to go through your next season because he wants you to learn in this season. Some of us are not all similar because we don't want to learn the process. We don't want to appreciate the process. We mad at God that he got us there. We tell him, I, I don't want to do this anymore, God. God said, for you to get through from summer to fall, you got to appreciate the heat that you're going through. Because the fall weather that you're going to get, you, you got to know, it's going to be a little cold that time. We got to put a little jacket. But you need to appreciate the summertime that I had you through. But you want to quit here. So I got to leave you in this season right now because you won't appreciate, learn, and say, God, God, we do. I got a job. I got a paycheck. My family helps. You don't want to appreciate the blessing that he's been giving to you in the valley. So how God going to take you to the mountaintop when you hate the valley? You want to go shop on the mountaintop when you tell God, I hate this river down here, Lord. It smells like the twins. God is telling you, before you get to the mountaintops of life, you've got to appreciate the valley life. And so, for me to be a good investor, I've got to espouse the value of Christ. 
Well, how do I find that down? I gotta be real. See, this is the thing I'm telling y'all. All this holy denial stuff, leave that at the door. All this cleaning up my car on Sunday evening, all the Saturday evening, so people think I got crazy car life, let that go. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, every day of the week, that when folks see on Sunday, we need a couple of hours, we all hold it. <laughs> when you leave here, you ready to touch everybody else. I'm telling you, tell people I'm struggling. Embrace the struggle and embrace how God will bring you through your struggle. How God is ready to grow you through your struggle. There's some folks in here who have struggled with turning this. Like, if I had a little testimony train up here, they can tell you this is what I have struggled with, this is what I am struggling with. And now I'm giving it to the Lord. Now I'm telling you, God's struggling with, with eating. That's just a real thing. You need to eat. You don't need to eat as much. But you need to eat. There ain't nothing illegal to eat. I ain't going into no restaurants where they tell me, hold on, hold on. Right. <laughs> I've been, I've been accosted. Where did you see no more took to do? No. <laughs> I'm trying to get right. You want to spend out of 50, what you I want to spend out of 50 cents. So what am I telling you? This. Now, when you're an ambassador for Christ, you got to keep it so real to let other people know, and you got to be intentional. You can't be happy out and you can't be afraid. Well, how? Well, I, I am afraid, Pastor. I am struggling, and I don't want to tell anybody. This is when you go to the Lord. So the Lord says, I will renew your strength. I will give you, I will give you strength beyond strength. I will renew you when you are weak. I will renew you when you are ready to give up. I will renew you when you have given up on your life. I will be the midnight call you can call. I will be that one call you can make. And I will respond to you. I will build you up. So when I am out there, we got to have this bring them flowers today lifestyle. What does that really mean? It means simply this. That when I'm bringing these flowers, that I gotta understand the message that they hear, they're not gonna die. But I might have to bring some more seeds. I might have to bring some more seeds. And it's alright. No, I'm doing main seeds. But it's just like I bring flowers to my wife, I know that flower message may pass away in mind. But I brought her flowers, that's gonna stay in her heart. I can keep bringing her flowers. Keep bringing her flowers. Don't get mad because they hate to come to church. Don't get mad because they're still out there doing what they're doing. Don't get mad. Just keep praying. Just keep telling. Just keep sharing. And keep praising the Lord. Because understand, we're going to have name by name the friend who's on your most wanted list. If it's your mama, we're going to have your mama on the most wanted list. If it's your daddy, let's get really real. Come on, we're in church. We got some deacons and preachers who are not going to heaven because they did not accept Jesus Christ as their fellow Savior. We got to stop playing church and we got to start being the church. We got to stop playing religion. We got to having a relationship with Christ. And so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm telling you, God is saying, bring them flowers daily. Have somebody who you are pouring your prayer life into. And watch, and watch, and watch God work it out. Watch the mess that they are in, and watch God work a miracle. There's some fathers of children who we're going to be praying for next year. We're going to be praying as a church. But they turn they like around to Christ. I know it's the mothers that may have given up. Oh, he's just a dead-led joker. He ain't by nothing. That's all right, baby, because I can understand. He ain't put no money on no life. I understand. So we're going to pray 
pay for him to turn his life around for Christ. That, that he can then be a true man of God and their voice and daughter's life. That's what we're going to pray next year. That's what we're praying right now. I pray for some turnaround in some people's life. I pray for some breakthrough in some people's life. I pray that this church will be a bring them flowers every day type of church. I'm praying that this church will be an invitational, intentional church. That we won't just get, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. They're not wearing this right. No. Let God bring them on in. And let God start working on Because just like a painting, this is just a blank cast. And let God start painting it away. That's my kind of God. Because I don't know what to do. He painted on my life. And he's still painting on my life. And yes, I'm going to be a masterpiece. Not because of me. I'm just a cancer. And because I got Van Gogh and Leonardo and all the other great artists all wrapped into one. I got Jesus Christ. He's been painting with his blood on my life. I've been free because Jesus Christ died in me. So right now, we're going to open the doors of the church. I'm feeling good. This is my sixth celebration. But I'm feeling good. I brought my wife some flowers. I hope we're going to bring some unsaved folks, some unchurched folks, some family members, some friends, some strangers just at Walmart, some flowers.